0: Hey, hey! What's going on? BG here. How you doing? How, how's how, how are you, friend? How are you? I'm. I, you know, I, it's not about me. It's about you. Um, if you can comment below, if you want to let us know how you feel, let us know how you're feeling. Um, you know, maybe there's some we could talk about. Maybe there's a possible option we can do. Maybe we can have a, a little little episode about what's going on, how you guys are making it through the past two years. How you, you guys have made it through the past two weeks of new information (laughs) and just the change that's going on around the nation i think it would be really cool to get some feedback so feel free comment below this is not just to watch it's also to interact with so let's have fun with that what's my it's my drum that's shiny oh cool strange um so yeah so we're doing good and i'm gonna get into part three but before we get into part three of billy carson's series of evidence of the anunnaki on earth part three i want to give some data just just to kind of kind of you know let's just a, a quick word from bg you know um but seriously i, I think it's uh, something i probably should have addressed before but i didn't sorry about that So, I wanted to do a series that was just unlike everything else on the news. I was like, well, what could I do? And I was like, well, what is currently in the news? So, I had to watch the news for about a week or so um, at the end of the year, right around uh, uh, New Year's. So, I'm watching the news. COVID numbers are up. All this data about whether all these things, it's just, there were a lot of things that were being said and I'm not gonna get this video pulled for that. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna, and I I knew it. I was like, if I'm gonna make a video, I'm gonna do, something you can't pull me for. And the truth made sense. I was like, well, we could do the truth. We can just, hey, what's truth? I don't know. Just talk about truth, No. no. That didn't make sense to me. So I was like, well, let me do something that no one else is getting pulled for. Religion sounds fun. Let's go. So (laughs) politics aside, all the craziness around the world with a a, a virus or whatever, I'm not going to address that. I'm not doing that here. I'm not going to do that on this podcast. I don't plan to debate anything about that right now. I don't think it's my place. I honestly don't think I'm an expert at all that would have any data to support anything that I would say. So I'm not going to do that. And when I went into the whole evidence of Anunnaki on Earth, when I did part one and two, I didn't really give my side. I, I didn't say anything at all. I actually just said, hey, here, here it is. Billy Carson, here you go. Boom. And I just let Billy kind of take it off. And, um, it was It was good part one part one was great because it's more like okay biblical to this other story okay kind of easy to follow part two was more visual he had a lot of visuals in his podcast and i did not play them it was an audio podcast only so for the people and i think for just just for just to take in the the, this data better I think having the visual helps. And, and I wanted to really allow Billy Carson, who's been on many very legit places. You know, he's not just on Ancient Aliens on History Channel. He has his own broadcast company. He's working with Dame Dash on Fox on, on a whole new Fox Network. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. I'm not kidding. Fox Soul. Fox Soul. So Fox Network has given Dame Dash his own network. And he's exclusively going to Billy Carson, the the brother you about to hear today and the person you've heard for the past two two, two videos or I'm sorry, past two, past two podcasts. Um, When you hear from him, I'm, I'm trying to tell you he's legit. Like he talks to the real people. He goes on location. Um, When, when I was able to, I I, I had followed um, Art Bell, for years uh, you know am radio was a thing in my house for sure growing up um but when i would listen to art bell late at night or whatever it was always like whoa man this is this is so this is either make-believe or this is the most intense story no one's ever talked about and he was probably the first person i ever heard speak of eric von denneken or um the the writings of Zachariah Sitchin. No one had talked about that before. When he had Billy on, I was like, "Whoa, okay." It got real, and because it was not not just a person that looks like me, but it's someone who is as inquisitive as I am, who asked the questions I did. Um, I've been following Billy Carson for at least a good eight eight nine years, you know, and it's something I didn't speak about um, from a church standpoint, I was still working with Baptist churches. I was still getting paper checks, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, once you know, 2012, 2014, you know, I really wanted nothing to do with the grouping of religion. This this, this thing where you go to a building and, oh, we're first Presbyterian Baptist. We're first, first Baptist of Catholicism. Like, I mean... I was getting paid from a a non-denominational church uh live the life that followed Hill song from Australia, but played American songs that were apparently written or produced by Justin Bieber. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know where the music came from. I just played this shit. But I mean eventually you gotta start asking questions. You gotta start looking around like what the fuck is going on? What is why is the story not driving, you know? And I have friends of other faiths and whatnot and um, met a great friend of mine who um, married, and I'm, I'm not gonna throw names out, I'm not gonna do all that, it's rude. But um, yeah, for someone to bring in the uh, Jewish denomination to me was pretty cool. And I was able to have a, a, a good sit down with someone who went to shul, you know, forever. Like someone who knows, hey, racism is real and it goes for Jews too and I mean we had great talks it was amazing very insightful and with that being said I wanted to again just do what I've done in in regular life when I'm having these conversations with people who may believe something different it's amazing how much our stories jive but don't you see what I'm saying um at one point there was a uh Indian gentleman I worked with, uh, Mahindra, uh, a long time ago, I was over at a this large Marat location. Cool, cool guy. He was one of our bosses. And um, he had made a comment, something to the liking of, like, yes, we know this is a hard job, but Vishnu will see us through it. And we all had to kind of like look around, we're like, uh, well, we don't do Bishnu down here. How many, uh, yo, uh, uh, Jesus will see us through? <laughs> like, We had to like, like, You know, kind of tweak it in our minds to make it work. But he had a very good conversation about that. He's like, no, the way you guys look at Jesus is the same way we look at Vishnu or Buddha, Buddha being someone not from here who brought these teachings and other iterations of what faith can be, what the mind can do, what the body can do, what people can do together. You can do a lot together if you're on the same wavelength, the same thought path, the same pattern, Like, like just there's just a lot of simplicity and in, 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 uh, he, he made the analogy, there's beautiful simplicity in how ants work. I was like, whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> so, I mean, again, I'm hearing all this at work, like, nah, whatever, uh, let's get the job done. But no, he made a good point. He's like, you know, these ants, They're, they're we can do whatever we want to for these ants. You know, they spent millions of dollars to make this building. They make everything all perfect and pristine. We still fight ants. That's powerful. But ants are only powerful if they work together. We can get this done, but we have to start to, if you, if you want to use your mind this way, you begin to think like a group of ants. It's the easiest way to get a large, large job done with a small amount of people, because again, if you're delegating options, delegating roles, you do kind of want an at colony. You don't want independent thinkers. You don't want this one guy, oh, I'm rolling tables. Well, why are we putting out tables? Why don't we why don't we just put out chairs? No, 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 no. Don't don't think on your own. <laughs> like these are these are moments where you don't think on your own. No, I mean, dude, we were working for A large company doing huge events for thousands of people, weddings. I mean, we even did a a full Hindi wedding and we had the elephant there and everything. It was just like the whole entire um, joke, if you will, of um, Apuza wedding in in The Simpsons. It's not a joke. It's just real as fuck. Um, Yes, they do have elephants at the wedding. 100%. It is 100% true. Um, They did it for one day only. I do believe we rented that elephant from the zoo. I don't know. Wow, wow, it's crazy, crazy stuff. But again, this is a religion, you know. This is this is what they this is what they believe. They believe, you know, the the, uh, the the delivering of the dowry, aka the wife to the husband, is done in a certain ceremonial fashion. Same thing for Jewish weddings as well. There's a certain fashion, certain ceremonies that they'll do. Uh, Catholic, um, Catholic weddings are completely different working for an event company, you learn all religions pretty quickly because you better be able to accommodate. So it was something to where, okay, cool. There is not just one book. I now know that from business, but I also know now from having dealt with those people, they don't necessarily hate each other, dude. Like really religions, religions weren't made to fight. They were made to coexist. But what's happening is when you have that little coexistence sticker on your car, you have to stop screaming at the other person that doesn't believe in what you believe in, okay, Karen? But also also at the same time, um, for all the cows out there, you gotta stop being a dick about it, man. I mean, yeah, you know, certain faiths are very strict, but it's kind of hard to be a strict Muslim and not also realize a huge section of why this exists is because of the white man. And on top of that, just just a quick, quick little, quick little fun fact. Um, unlike the Bible, which was canonized by a large group of people who all agreed to the same thing, um, the Muslim faith was kind of like literally constructed, pieced up, kind of um, takes a lot from the Quranic scripture, but. It's really the Book of Enoch and the Book of John. They put that together and they made this weird amalgamation. Um, it was led it, led by a white man. That white man went to these countries, per, produced this work, if you will, in the uh, late 1800s, I believe. And that's what was used with the clerics. And that's what took them out of servitude. So says the Book of Islam. So um, let's stop playing with it. Obviously, a lot of these books are not jiving, but when they do coincide, it's like, OK, hold on. Why? Why? What do you mean there's always a flood? What? And then the other one was, hold on. So each one of these groups always has some story of from heaven to earth or from the skies to, to the earth or always a delivery it's always a delivery always something like oh we we don't know where it was from but it came from somewhere and it came here i don't know these stories over time will become religion but why did they all exist and why does every religion have it and then when you go further back of course you know uh, outside of the bible we you know you get into the torah outside of the torah we're talking about I don't want to go directly to Sumerian from Torah, but I want to say from the Torah, from Hebrew, follow language. From Hebrew, we're going into Arabic. From Arabic, you go even deeper into now Sumerian. Now we can say ancient, lost, dead languages. And when we get into even further dead languages of the Mesozoic era, I do believe it was Mesozoic era. Um, It's the first recording of people. But with that being said, there, I don't know if they're still there anymore. I think we bombed everything in Turkey. But there were caves and caverns and paintings and writings all throughout the whole area, what we now would call Middle East, which we kind of been bombing the hell out of lately. And When it comes to Turkey, a lot of that information was not kept, or those groups were not, they were not the same groups there. They were traveling nomadic groups. Not only is the language lost, but the data and the information inside of the papers were were lost for many, many years. So when he brings up a lot of the translations, when Billy Carson says, Yes, these were translated before, hey, we got those translations. Hey, I got those too. I did my own translations. You we have to start, we have to start. To sit back and say, hey, look, you've done more with more books than most pastors will do with the Bible by itself. I challenge any pastor though on some real shit. Like, yo, any real, you know, religious guru who, you know, takes from their own supply, please watch Billy Carson. You know, and I'm I'm not for I'm not forcing you, the watcher, to challenge your religious person. I'm not, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is have your own mind, get your own books, read, if there's anything I could say today, read. Better yet, don't even believe what Billy Carson is saying to you. You go read the books yourself because he'll tell you exactly where you got them from. So we're gonna get into part three. I, I don't plan for this to be a debate. I don't assume there's anything to disagree on. If anything, this is all documented data that is just not part of a certain scripture that you were told to read before i get into billy carson i want to say one little analogy that i brought up i kind of made a made it up on my own but i think it holds weight here to believe in the bible is to also believe in harry potter that's how that that's kind that's kind of how deranged that one book is Now, with that one book being so pieced up and vague, it's just as well to say, yes, I believe everything in Prisoner, Azkaban, Harry Potter. It's just real. Okay, if that's real, how? (laughs) There's just so many questions, so many, like, well, hold on, I mean, and if you don't take all the other books into account, then it's like, well, what do you do on my halfway? Well, no, no, he's not in this book. (laughs) <laughs> we can't we can't be we can't be selective in that way we have to cut that out it's 2022 i think it's time we can all as adults have that santa claus moment and we can start to realize yeah the stories that we were told probably were not true or we're not told in the sequence they should have been um only after putting together so much data can you now find out oh well hey turns out jesus probably never died and uh there is a lineage of his name. Hmm. They were children. Hmm. Brothers, sisters, cousins. Hmm. That isn't one. That isn't in one of them books they give you. But it's only in the books that you give yourself. So we're gonna go ahead and pass it over to our brother here, Billy Carson. He's gonna give us that ring on the brain, make us half insane make you do that thing, i'm sorry so yes without further ado and i will put myself right now over here hello all right so let's go ahead and get it in and take it away
1: oh what's up billy here forbidden knowledge the famous four what's happening thank you everyone for joining me live tonight for my live podcast this is actually uh part three of a series i've been doing talking about the evidence of the anunnaki on earth and so if you if you missed part one and part two you can find them on forbiddenknowledge.tv just go to 4bk.tv and you can watch them over there okay each one is about an hour hour and a half long and uh, for the first two episodes, I was really talking about. I'm trying to build circumstantial evidence for the, um, you know, for the case that the Anunnaki not only were here, but that they were on Earth engaging mankind. And so, like I said before, in a court of law, you know, we we have our system set up over here, our institutions set up. Basically, uh, you know, if you have enough circumstantial evidence in a case. can win the case right you can win the argument and so what i've been doing is pulling together circumstantial evidence from various different sources from all around the world evidence in ancient texts, tablets scripture cylinder scrolls papyruses uh from uh actual historians linguists translators uh uh, authors and of course ancient sites and putting it all together and saying hey We have a very strong case that the not only were real, but that they also engaged mankind on this planet, the planet Earth, right? And so that's what we're doing. I see everybody here in the chat. Hello, everyone. I see all the great messages and all the hellos. I got the Batman shirt on today, okay? Because that's my superpower. Every day I'm Batman. I got to go with the knowledge. That's the only thing Batman has is the way he thinks, right? He he exercises and he thinks. (laughs) That's all Yeah as all he has and he's got to make that work you know so uh every day i'm batman every day i'm batman i got the batman watch on today all right so uh i'm gonna go in today it's gonna be uh episode three basically evidence of the anunnaki and i'm gonna so i'm gonna start off on the powerpoint where i left off from last week i was getting ready to go into the solar system so The first the first couple of episodes were about the ancient war in the pleiadian star system People then, uh, because planets were getting destroyed, fleeing from those uh, from those planets and those, that region of that sector of the galaxy and moving on to other areas, other star systems, because of the damage and the debris that was causing havoc in their sector. And so they had to create breakaway civilizations. They became space refugees, literally. Uh, we talked about some of them ending up in Orion, Aldebaran, um, zeta reticulous and Sirius a b and c and and various and you know the dog star and everything various different star systems Mm -hmm. and then uh we also talked about the fact that some even uh crash landed on a planet that orbited a brown dwarf star which gravitationally was captured by our solar system here and that is uh we know in the enuma Elish calls it the planet Nibiru Nibiru orbits a brown dwarf star And now modern astronomers have found that star. They have found that solar system, that mini solar system within our Oort cloud, our inner Oort cloud area. And it's now called the inner Oort cloud. And there are two solar systems, ours and a secondary one that does exist. And so, and they orbit each other. So we're gonna go into that today a little bit, all right? So I appreciate that. Um, Let me make sure This mic is properly attuned here. One second. Let me just check the mic, mic check, just to make sure. Yes, I am on the LCS. Okay, we're good there. All right. Excellent. All right, guys, please hit the like button. No matter where you are, I'm on a lot of platforms today at once. If you can hit the like button wherever you are, YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, or wherever you see me right now, please hit the like button. I would really, really appreciate that. Okay, helps the engagement and it helps to uh, get more people to watch the video. And also, if you can, please share the video that will help as well. You can share the video. Okay. Uh, We're gonna go in here and do a little share screen. And let me go to share my screen here. Share my screen. Okay. Next window. And I'm going to pull up a PowerPoint presentation and let's see here. Here we go. Boom. Share. Okay. Now that we have the share screen up, I'm going to pull up this video at the same time on another platform so I can make sure that what I'm showing is always accurate before i get started because i want to make sure everything is functioning and running properly we don't want to waste any energy okay all right looks good now what you see on the screen here is the hubble sky book uh right here i'm going to go back one this is the hubble sky book where i left off last week was the fact that we took the hubble telescope and we looked at a tiny little dot in the sky the, right straight up straight out there just a tiny little area and what we saw was two trillion galaxies in that little pinprick of light once we zoomed in with that incredible technology we were able to distinguish over two trillion galaxies not planets not suns galaxies each holding billions of stars so we know that the universe is amazingly huge Uh, It may potentially be infinite, not because it's infinite in size at this exact moment, but because wherever consciousness goes, consciousness actually expands our reality. Right. So the more you look, the deeper you look, the more you're going to find, the more the edge of the universe just is going to become further and further out. Now, we do know that there is a redshift happening, which means in a redshift, that means that things are moving away from you. Right. And we know that by specific calculations in redshift we can tell that the galaxies are all moving away from a central uh, starting point and so that gives us an idea of the expansion of the universe itself and it can also give us an idea of the actual speed in which it is expanding now according to astrophysicists the universe is actually expanding much faster than it should be expanding based on the amount of matter and mass in the universe itself and so that leads us to an understanding of dark matter and dark energy that is helping with that expansion and it's creating the extra um, force that's needed to create this level of expansion at that speed. And when we say dark, we don't mean dark as in uh, black. Dark means that we just can't see with the human eye and with specific instruments, but we do know that it's there. It is light waves dark energy is our light waves dark matter is a form of wavelengths uh that exist with something that's giving it some base uh base matter base mass I'm sorry maybe like a Higgs boson is giving something mass there and that mass is actually creating this expansion it's pretty interesting stuff but anyway so we we talked about this yesterday we ended really here but now we're going to get into the next part right now we're looking at our solar system, right? And um, we're looking at where we are right now here where it says sun, right? And so let me just do a quick check here, by the way, on this video to make sure I'm in the right place and just make sure you guys can see me. just want to make, yeah, it okay, looks good. So right here where you see this, this, the sun, this little circle and the little dot, that's where we are. We're on the, like, the the boondocks of the milky way galaxy were out there like in this outer region one of these outer arm bands that orbits the supermassive uh black hole at the center okay and we are in a, a a fairly quiet region to be honest with you which is probably why we've been given our moment in the sun at this time as far as us meaning humans to develop and grow and everything else without that many calamities uh, however, it didn't really start off this way. And it's pretty interesting, uh, the story on how we got here. When I'm talking to people about aliens and saying that aliens exist and aliens engaged uh, this planet and 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 did this and did that, a lot of people tend to get very offended by that, believe it or not. They get angry sometimes because they think that I'm taking away the accomplishments of, of our ancestors when it's actually not true. What they don't understand is because they haven't really listened to my work at all is I'm telling you that our ancestors are not from this planet is what I'm telling you they're not little tiny green men with antennas on their head we look like them and they look like us to a certain extent a lot of them had much bigger cranial mass than us but we would recognize them as a bilateral bipedal hominid person Uh, The only difference is their their stature was much larger than ours, and they appeared to be godlike because they had a lot of knowledge and they had a lot of technology. And so because of that, we deified them and worshipped them. Okay. Now, another thing we have to realize is that even the people on this planet, humans, Homo sapiens sapiens, we're not even from here. Matter of fact, the planet itself isn't even from the Milky Way galaxy. Let me explain. Scientists now know we are not from here. This is an official peer-reviewed science report. Imagine the shock of growing up in a loving family with the people you call mom and dad and then suddenly learning that you are actually adopted. This is the sense of shock that came as scientists announced that the sun, the moon, and our planet and its siblings were not born into the familiar band of stars known as the Milky Way galaxy. Well, we actually belong to a strange formation with the unfamiliar name of the Sagittarius Dwarf Galaxy. Not the Sagittarius constellation, the Sagittarius Dwarf Galaxy. All history books have already been rewritten. All astrophysics books have already been rewritten. This is now new peer-reviewed science that's actually being taught at university. This is not a mystery. It's not a conspiracy. This is now science fact. Using volumes of data from the two-micron all-sky survey and two-mass infrared, which is my favorite mode to look at the sky in, a major project to survey the sky in infrared light uh, light led by the University of Massachusetts, the astronomers are answering questions that have baffled scientists for decades and proving that our own Milky Way is consuming one of its neighbors in a dramatic display of ongoing galactic cannibalism. In other words, we are merging with another galaxy and have been for A very very long time. The study published in the Astrophysical Journal that told you was published is the first to map the full extent of the Sagittarius galaxy and show in visually vivid detail how its debris wraps around and passes through our Milky Way. And Sagittarius is 10,000 times smaller in mass than the Milky Way, so it's getting stretched out, torn apart, and gobbled up by the bigger Milky Way galaxy. When you look up at the night sky and you see that swath of, if you have no light, um, you know no light pollution. You look up at the sky, you see that big swath of stars going across. You say, "Oh, that's the Milky Way." Well, scientists found out that that's not the Milky Way. This is new information. That is actually the Sagittarius being merged into the Milky Way. It's where it wraps around, and I'll show you right here. This is what you're looking at when you look up at the night sky with no light pollution, where these red stars are across
0: oh um yeah so for y'all who are listening to the audio i'm so sorry i do want to pause it here real quick um i'm probably doing you a disservice so i'm gonna let you guys know for everyone here in the audio podcast right now this will be presented in visual on the YouTube page. So you can find this on YouTube at a new Wrinkle on the brain on YouTube. This is gonna have all the visuals, all the presentation. He's literally showing me the best picture I've ever seen of how galaxies move around. And it really does explain how this galaxies either be, like I said, pulled or contorted, but that would explain this huge grouping of stars that we have made constellations of, we know, from our vantage point on the ground most of our constellations are either outside of this band of stars or to us it can sometimes even look like comets because it's moving that fast um I, i think there's just so much more um that you can get from this visually so for those who are listening to this audio it may not do justice but just be aware um on monday coming up this monday that's gonna be January 24th yes this Monday January 24th you will be able to visually see the Billy Carson part three and this is going to give you the full visualization of the stars the star maps he's using the Sagittarius dwarf galaxy map that he's showing currently I mean it's it's a it's an amazing map Uh, you can find this online as well I was able to look this up. So uh, Sagittarius Dwarf Galaxy, you can find that on Google. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me put my uh, visual. My bad. I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. I'm still here. All right. Yeah. Um. So, yes, you can find all this online. I'll, I'll try and provide some links as well. Just just in mind to where you can at least click on stuff in the audio podcast where you can see some of these visuals it may not have everything though so i'm going to try and get just the uh the size of cherries dwarf galaxy pick and i'll get a couple other picks throughout this one or i'll i may may even just take some screenshots and um and link those or something but i mean we got we have some options but yeah we'll we'll keep on checking this out i just want you guys to know if you do want to see the visual podcast of this it will be available on youtube.com it's gonna be youtube.com slash a-n-w-o-t-b or a new wrinkle on the brain. You can spell it out. If you put A-N-W-O-T-B, you'll find find the page where you just have to navigate. Um, If you want to find this particular link, I will be providing the premiere link. It's not going to be a full podcast yet because again, the premiere will be on Monday, the 24th. So I'll give you the scheduled premiere. You can link that into your uh, Google calendars, Apple calendars, have fun with that. But um, yes, again, for the audio listeners, sorry, my bad. But Videos coming soon. We appreciate your patience. Thank you.
1: Here. Okay. Let me see if I can make this more full screen for you too. Uh, what these red stars are. This is where you're looking up at the actual Sagittarius. And what you're finding is where it merges with the Milky Way and how the Milky Way is actually absorbing this. Sagittarius dwarf galaxy and merging. Now, when you see this yellow dot right here, this yellow dot, this is where the Sagittarius merges with uh, the Milky Way. And it's the exact point in which where our solar system was dropped into place from Sagittarius. We now know that our entire solar system is alien to the Milky Way galaxy making every single one of us and every planet sun and moon in this solar system an alien to this galaxy we came from another place that's what alien means so who are the aliens we all are we actually all are from sagittarius okay and this merger is still in the process of happening and it will continue on for a few more hundred billion years uh and then the milky way galaxy will be merged completely with this and all these additional stars and planets will be added to the milky way galaxy but we originated from sagittarius this is information that the majority of people on this planet don't even know exists because that's how new this information is okay this is an example of a merger between galaxies this animation depicts the collision between our Milky Way galaxy and the Andromeda galaxy. Hubble Space Telescope observations indicate that the two galaxies pulled together by their mutual gravity will crash together in about four billion years from now. Around six billion years from now, the two galaxies will merge to form a single galaxy. This video shows the Triangulum Galaxy which will join in the collision and perhaps later merge with the Andromeda Milky Way Pier. Courtesy of NASA, the European Space Agency, and F. Summers. And you can see the, the billions, billions of years of building up universe. in the lower right corner. We're at five billion years how these galaxies are merging. So we're getting very close here in the merger. Soon, the Milky Way and Andromeda will be one complete galaxy.
0: Now, I'm going to pause it one more time. Uh, I I, I don't want people to feel that we're getting off topic because this does still have to do with the Anunnaki, okay? Um, But we have to understand there are mergers. There are things going on in the skies we don't understand. There are professionals out here that are rewriting history books, literally, and yeah, this is gonna get pretty serious. This is this is where this podcast is about to take a pretty pretty big turn. He's confirmed so far several things. Let's just understand what Billy Carson is able to confirm so far. Number one, Jesus Christ is probably being an alien. Number two, the story of Jesus Christ is more than likely incorrect. He definitely was placed here. Question. Let's go back even further. Adam and Eve. Was Adam and Eve a creation story or a story of a segregated, quarantined person being forced to multiply? Only that certain person, though, the, the created one. They, they didn't want the other things that were outside. There were already people here. Cain and Abel story, come on. So if we can confirm so far that aliens for sure placement of people for sure servitude of man for 250,000 years for sure we now have this merger of galaxies which would explain why this group would have found this place we invaded their space they invaded our space we don't know we have no fucking real clue let's be honest we weren't Sitting there looking at the skies before the shit happened. So, I mean, yeah, when you look back at stories of the Bhagavad Gita, and it speaks of Vamanas, this is 30,000 year old data, and they're talking about ships from the heavens or the sky coming down to earth and having a battle in the sky this is a pretty intense story to only have been 30,000 years old meaning our merger must have been recent so if this merger was that recent we're still Mm -hmm. the way I want to explain it and and I guess a good way to say it because I'm a musician the waves and ripples of what changed are coming back like the wave of us landing here poof, push out of wave that push out of wave oh yeah uh, we got we got attention to something we got attention to something there's a reason there there has to be a reason why all these biblical visions and saints most of them are talking about aliens uh there's a beautiful picture in the saint peter's basilica in the vatican circle uh I'm pretty sure there's an alien spaceship behind Mary Magdalene as she's holding baby Jesus. And this is a picture depicted to every Catholic and Christian in the world. Oh, another fun fact. The Roman Catholic Church was never founded upon it actually being a church. It was actually a Roman Catholic faction that was diverted from the original teaching, meaning the Gnostics were right those people they killed, a.k.a. the Catholic Reformation, those people they were killing were the people who were actually following exactly what Jesus was was teaching, like his words, like Jesus said type text. But we killed them all off because there was a reformation into the Catholic Church. Why? 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 And then, oh, 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 we made it legal because of Constantine the fuck he fucking did when he was dying? He was a Gnostic himself. Some stories even say he was Jewish. Fucking Constantine. The fuck? The stories don't fucking drive, man. The stories don't drive. And, and, and again, to give all this power to the people, to, to these people's names, we have to stop doing that. It's space, man. It's stuff in the air. It's stuff we cannot control. Those are the stories that last forever. The story of the stars passing across the sky the, uh, uh, aka the north star uh the the story of how they found Jesus in the manger they followed a shining star in the sky um there there's uh, uh even even in during the flood uh, noah wasn't he didn't know where to Take his large vessel. He followed the stars in the sky. Okay, the movie Moana just hits all types of fucking chords with me. But uh, but it's real. It's real as fuck. Because if anything's true, Disney's good at this shit. Disney will take a really really legit old story and fuck with it a little bit. But they didn't do that with Moana. That's one of the rare ones. I'm like, wow, you guys really you guys stuck to the script. And I mean, Lilo and Stitch probably not the best representatives of hawaii but moana dude moana yo that's a pretty good representation of the indigenous people of the whole west indies and all and everything that we would call the indian ocean and uh eastward um around australia and all of this um what we would call the virgin islands um i don't know why america owns this location but these islands and this island chain becomes what we would say is the islands of Samoa and those people Samoans are known to have been here for a very very long time and their star charts are stupid good but everything they've been saying drives what Billy Carson saying there has to be another group of stars that are coming in because even the star charts from the Samoans are having problems in like, uh, hold on, this star used to be there, now it moved. Or, hey, hold on, this group, this cluster used to exist in this portion of the sky at this time of year, it does not no longer do that. Um, there, there are so many anomalies. I, I don't want to call myself an astrologer. I definitely don't own a huge telescope and have expertise, if you will. But it is to say, have you been out? on a really dark night and able to see the stars it's complex it's intense it it's not just off striking it puts you in your place and i think that's very very important right now i i don't know how else to explain it but there has to be a lot to say for stuff you can't explain and when we can't explain stuff as things change It's hard for the mind to say, oh, okay, uh, I'll go with it. Uh, So scientists said it, all right, cool, cool. Like I said, don't believe me. Don't believe me. Don't believe the scientists that were even claiming to have made this data. Don't even believe that. Watch this, do your own research, make your own mind. But you don't have to keep on going to the same building every Sunday handing somebody your money and he's not telling you anything that's going to help you. Just saying.
1: And uh, the view from Earth will look very, very different in a few billion years, which you're gonna see here in a second. Turn this down soon. So you can see here, billions of years from now, the Milky Way will collide with the Andromeda Galaxy. So you're looking at what we now call Milkometer, okay? This is what it's going to look like. And ironically, uh, we're going to need a merger like this because our sun is going to run out of fuel. Our sun is middle aged. Our sun only has about <laughs> 5 billion years left. So, by the time this merger fully happens in 7 billion years, our sun will be a white dwarf. Uh, and so, that hence the need for breakaway civilizations, hence the need why advanced civilizations look for other planets to move to. Because suns don't live forever, a lot of suns that can that can um, that can help harbor life within the solar system, they only have a limited amount of fuel, usually ten to twenty billion years, and that's about it. Okay. All right. Now, here what's go. interesting here is back to back um, to the story. There is a, a writing called the Epic of Atrahasis. And the Epic of Atrahasis is a very, very important epic. It's a Sumerian cuneiform uh, writing. It's in tablet format. You can get it. You can see it at the, if you want to see it in person, you can actually see it at the British Museum. Okay. And you can also get a copy of it on Amazon. You can buy the, the translation of it. You can also uh, and it was translated by George Smith, uh, many, many years ago in 1800s, this is not any work of any more any modern author these translations are are very old, very, very old, Um, and you can also. Eli cuneiform online digital library. And you can take one of these stones and you can drop the virtual stones into a virtual translator and you can read them right online for free as well so there's many ways to get access to the information and knowledge in these in this in these tablets there's no excuse for anybody to say that they can't they don't know what's in there no we know what's in these tablets It's, it's well known and i documented in my first couple of episodes that zachariah sitchin is a phenomenal researcher and a great man uh, they lied about him. They said that he was the only person who translated these tablets. That's an absolute lie. Whoever said that, you can tell right away they never read a tablet in their life and they never researched the tablets. The tablets were translated long before Zachariah Sitchin was even born. All he did was use existing translations. And he left the sources for all his, trans- all his work in his books. Every few paragraphs, he left the source where he came up with the concept and the theory for that part of the book so he left his breadcrumb trail right there but people don't read people don't study and as soon as one person pops up with something negative to say millions of people run behind that person as if it's the gospel unfortunately and so the epic of is information that's been well documented and well known for a very very long time long before me zacharias hitchin uh you know gerald clark anybody matthew LaCroix, long before we were even thought of This stuff was translated. I just want to get that out there for the skeptics. Uh, It talks about the Apsu being the oldest of beings in their progenitor. It talks about Tiamat, uh, who he is, and and what will become Earth. It talks about Mumu, the son steward of his house. Marduk is Nibiru, planet of heaven. Hmm. And it talks about Marduk a lot. Marduk is also known as Amin Ra. That's who that is. That's Amin Ra in the Egyptian Book of the Dead. Marduk and amun Ra, same person. They've made. He's made it into the Bible. He's made it into the Torah. He's made it into the Jewish American Library and so many other texts. So does Anlil and Enki, and they're all in there. I mean, people didn't even know that Enki and Enlil were in the Bible. They, they had no idea. The Anunnaki are in the Bible. They're called the Anak. Uh, so these beings are well known, well documented. They, you know, of course the Bible would have them because they copied everything from the Sumerian tablets. Marduk is used to, used to uh, represent a planet called heaven and this is in the creation story of our solar system because he was given power by the leadership of the gods and so it's a pretty interesting story. What he did was uh, the initial um, copy of this story was in the Enuma Elish and the original the oldest version and in that version Nibiru was a planet in there that had moons. And those moons had crashed into a planet in our solar system that we know as Tiamat, which we now know as the asteroid belt because the asteroid belt is, a, is an exploded planet. There was a collision, a planetary collision millions of years ago, and um, and that collision created the asteroid belt. A huge chunk of that planet Tiamat, which had water bearing uh, and, and land, water it was water bearing planet with land on it. It broke away with all that organic material in life, and it recoalesced in the position we are now as Earth. Earth is a chunk of another planet, which is now, the remains of it are now the asteroid belt. That's where Earth came from. And our moon was tugged along. It was the moon of Tiamat, and it was gravitationally pulled along into this position. The moon, to me, was in some way much later potentially artificially put into a geostationary orbit synchronous orbit where we we can only see one side of the moon at any given time by the way that it rotates and then also i personally believe based off of uh ground penetrating radar evidence that uh. we have from arecibo that the moon itself uh, has been mined, and there's something on the inside of the actual moon some type of a of a structure whether it's ancient or not i don't know but i can tell you that anyone can get this these images from usgs.gov and take a look at the ground penetrating radar and it didn't take a, a genius to figure out there's something beneath the surface <laughs> that's why it rang like a bell when they crashed a lander into it years ago right so the atrahasis epic this is the tablet here <clears throat> it has a version of the flood story it talks about the anunnaki coming from another planet it uh, also has a very interesting story, because it also it also is talking about um, the fact that there were people uh, living on Mars. They were called the EGG, according to these tablets. And these EGG were like this working class Anunnaki. Uh, Anunnaki just means people that come from heaven to earth. It doesn't mean any particular race it's a it's a generalized term just like if i was to leave earth and go to another planet and they see where you're from i would say i'm from earth i'm an earthling but i mean that's just the overall umbrella underneath that then i can go into right i can go into the i'm, I'm an earthling from this continent north american continent then i can go from north American continent. i could say well i'm from uh this uh, country in the north american continent and i'm from this actual state and then i can go down to city i can even go down to you know the street and my home address you know and then i can even go down to what race i am and what gender so there's a breakdown there but anunnaki is a general umbrella term for people coming from heaven to earth from space to a planet these are ajiji were up there on mars and in genesis there's an account of them as well uh these are the angels because they were also known as the angels they fell from heaven to earth they went from mars to earth to go to battle against God, just like it says in the Bible. Anu was the god of the or the leader of these Anunnaki pantheon. And he, uh, his son Enki and his other son Enlil were here on earth. And when the Ijiji realized they had all three of those guys in one location at the same time, and they wanted to go to war against them. And the reason why they wanted to go to war because they got tired of doing all the work and the labor, they were being treated as slaves, and they weren't slaves. They worked and labored for two hundred and fifty thousand years. They didn't have any human workers, or that that didn't exist yet. It was just them doing hard labor. So they said, "Okay, this is it. Man. We're done. We're going. To, we're going to go to war." Sorry. They decided to go to war, so they fell from Mars to Earth. They fell from heaven to Earth to go to war, and they basically uh rebelled against God. That's that's the whole story, right? They. They went against a new Enkian and Lil in the Sumerian tablets, which is where the story came from. And what they did this right at a place called Adam's Calendar in mm. South Africa, which exists and now has been de- designated as the oldest discovered gold mine, which is exactly
0: okay. Before we get into the oldest discovered gold mine, I want to go back to what he just said. Hold on. He said he said something he said something real deep. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Because I, I I don't I don't want I don't, I don't want to let that go. Hold on, hold on.
1: So they said, okay, this is it, man. We're done. We're going to we're going to go to war. They decided to go to war. So they fell from Mars to Earth. They fell from heaven to Earth to go to war, and they basically uh, rebelled against God. That's that's the whole story, right? They they went against a new Enki and Enlil in the Sumerian. Okay,
0: okay. They went against a new Enki and Enlil they when he says they it means the slave group of anunnaki aka fallen angels fallen angels came to fight to help the people not become their plight there's a there's a whole analogy of words i've heard one time it was an old man he was talking about religion um it was an ex-pastor and uh, i forget the guy's name um. Uh, uh. Shit. He's on. Uh. He he come, He comes on a lot with um Jeff Darty. I've done stuff with him before. Uh, God damn it. Larry Gaethers. There you go. So Larry Gaethers talks about this, and he's like, you know what? And as a huge theologian, I mean, he was at one point a professor of theology. He now is broken away from all that. He's been talking mad truth. I'm gonna do a whole thing on on Mr. Mr. Gaethers again because you know what? Y'all forgot i forgot i remember shit so <laughs> i got mr gaithers coming back don't play with me man i'm trying to get that dude on live you know what i'm saying but uh for sure for sure uh larry gaithers has such a beautiful take on how this all this is all some bullshit and really how okay so if the fight was between anunnaki gods and anunnaki that were here on earth and then we have some motherfuckers that just show up out of nowhere and they start fighting That's where you get the Marvel superheroes. That's where the superhero epic comes from. The whole entire idea of like, yo, uh, you know, somebody from not from here, uh, uh, what what, 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 was it? Superman, he's from planet Krypton. He's powered by the sun, but he cannot be around Kryptonite because it's his (laughs) anti-sun. Sounds like. Someone not from here, super powerful, was controlled by a rock. You follow me? Now, let's take it one step further. Wasn't there something called the Epic Gilgamesh? Hmm. Seems strange that uh, every time you talk to a scientist or a real uh, or, a, or a or a current theologian or a, a current pastor or something, I ask them about giants. Ask them about Cyclops. David and Goliath is in the Bible. Why? It's like the one story that doesn't fit. It's like, it's it's one of these, like, okay, so here's the story of Jesus, and here's how you should live your life. Oh, hey, you know what? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Let's just go ahead and just -hmm. stick the story in there. And it's like, what the fuck? Where did this story come from? This doesn't make any sense given the data that you've given me before. I'm serious. Start reading the book like a book, goddammit. Shit. If there's anything else I could say, stop reading, stop reading the Bible in pieces. Like, read the book. Just just read the book. Read the book. Re- just read it. Like, yes, it's amazing. Yes, it makes you feel good. Okay, why would you stop reading it? And that's all that's what always bothers me. It's like, okay yeah, I have this favorite scripture. Oh my God, I have this favorite part of this book. Oh my God, I have this thing I've written. And it's based on what I learned after I read this portion of this book. Read the whole book. (laughs) Read the whole thing. I mean, there is no other book that is misinterpreted as much as the Bible, I have to admit. And I mean, there are people, uh, hold on, I'll be right back. Okay, sorry, I am back. Um, yes. Uh, take off from where we left off, and Anunnaki, Anunnaki. All right, here we go. Um,
1: Mr. Carson, the tablets, which is where the story came from. Let me
0: make sure that this is sharing the audio. My bad. I, I don't think I, I didn't click the button. Oh, never mind. Yes, I did. All right. Um,
1: and what they did this right at a place called Adams Calendar in South Africa, which exists and now has been dig de- designated as the oldest discovered gold mine. Which is exactly what they were doing there, mining gold. The gold mine dates back to two hundred thousand years ago. Again, all the alignments are happening through geology and modern uh, sciences linking. The ancient tablets and and again more circumstantial evidence right so just just really good stuff and so in the Atrahasis epic they decide to go to war enki says man we got to figure something out we're outnumbered here these people are they're they're really trying to do this to us so he says i have an idea there is an existing uh hominid on this planet and so what we can do is we can add our essence to them and that means genetically do some some tinkering and we can get them to do the labor we can get them to do the work there was an actual suggestion about using artificial uh beings because they had a couple of these artificial beings working at the medical facility but you see the anunnaki they were smart they realized they must have had something bad happen in the past because they were like then they would outnumber us and they would why would they need us so they even realized how ai and artificial technology and robots in a mass amount not a good thing (laughs) they knew this not a good thing they said no we're going to take this biological creature and we're going to play with it and we're going to make this thing here do the work something that we can control and so that's what they did so they genetically modified the existing hominid on this planet they initially first of what they did was they took a couple of the hominids on the planet and they started trying to clone them clone them that was our cousins they weren't homo sapiens sapiens but they were our cousins and I think that they were probably smarter than us not technologically but spiritually they were more connected to nature they had bigger brains and bigger skulls we know this for a fact already because we found the bones they probably had bigger pineal glands they probably could use telepathy and and things like that they had more DNA connected because now we have disconnected DNA all of a sudden so I think that that what we're calling what they're calling junk DNA used to be connected in our ancestors uh, but they they started trying to clone them at first the cloning would work but they couldn't get the clones to reproduce just like if you take uh um you know uh, two cloned animals and try to make them they can't reproduce or you take a lion and a tiger you create a ligand right but the ligand can't reproduce same thing was happening so they had a conundrum here they had a big thing because they needed more speed of production of these beings to do this work or they were going to end up going to war again right so uh isis said you know what i have an idea I- i'm tired of doing this i'm gonna i'm gonna take one of these babies to term so they took a female they took the egg out and then they took some of the anunnaki sperm and other genetic material and they mixed it together this is what we call making a zygote in modern science this is what we do right now and IVF we do we do this we create a zygote and so if you took that modified egg and inserted it into her womb and then she went a term of 10 months according to the tablets and gave birth to the first baby and she called it the adamu a-d-a-m-u and that translates from sumerian into first man that's what that means first man the adamu and there's a famous uh cylinder scroll of her holding up this uh the baby the adamu in her hands and she says my hands have made it and that was the birth of adam that we know and we know and we know in the biblical text is adam he was the adamu the first man he wasn't the first person on earth there were already millions of people here long before adam got here when they say first man they're talking about the first genetically perfect perfected version of homo sapien sapien that should be able to now reproduce and help them build their worker army and so they started mating him with these clones at eden the garden of eden e-d-i-n where satan was the person in charge that was in uh, Lil's other name satan so Satan, the Lord of Eden, oversaw all the operations there, and that was located in Mesopotamia, which is now modern-day Iraq. That's where the cradle of civilization is. Okay, um, and the he was made in with clones, but they weren't able to reproduce. So they said, "Okay, we gotta we gotta take do something else." They took some of his bone marrow. This is where the whole story about the rib comes from. They didn't take the rib out. They took some bone marrow. They took some DNA from him. They created Eve. They made him and Eve, and they saw, okay, now we're making some progress here. Now we're making, now this works. And the
0: guard- Just a, a quick, quick, uh, quick side note. Just a um, quick side note. Has anyone seen the movie Species? It was an alien movie. The alien movie is called Species. It is a space sci-fi flick where a group of astronauts go into orbit. They're up there for a while. They may have, you know, a couple of mishaps and whatnot. They come back to Earth. During the Earth missions, when they're being debriefed and whatnot, they arise to find out that they have a stowaway. At one point, the stowaway was a group of cells. At the next point, the stowaway is a small child. A day or two later, it's a teenage woman. She's going through menopause. She's going through... uh, 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 puberty so these aliens <clears throat> growing at such a high rate it looked like human it looked normal it, it was something that even you know guys would fall for this beautiful woman who was obviously highly sexually charged in the movie species long story short the man brain takes over and yes someone attempts to procreate with that. Uh, female alieness and with that brings a whole new group of aliens to the world and um yeah the whole alien series has a lot to do with the movie species so without saying their sequels or not there is a whole lineage of movies that are just like the old movie alien so if you saw the old movie alien but you never saw species go check it out it's very interesting uh fun fact The first female alien in the movie species when they genetically make her into a body and they are able to say, hey, here's her chromosomes. Hey, here's what she is. Her name's Eve. Fun movie fact. Have fun with that.
1: Garden of Eden, you would find that they had specific times that they would mate. It was like stalls, almost like horse stalls. And they had guards. And you would find that The man that they were, uh, you know, that they were now homo sapiens sapiens, they would bring them out to mate with women only at specific times. This place was a giant laboratory, if you will, an outdoor laboratory with guards there to make sure people were mating at specific times. It was a breeding farm. Okay. It was a breeding farm. And you would get in trouble if you were mating outside of the time you were supposed to mate and all this other crazy stuff. It's wild. This is what they were doing uh so it's pretty interesting stuff this is all in the Atrahasis epic right this is why I dig into these ancient tablets because the information in these tablets is so key to understanding what really happened in the ancient past because you got people running around talking about Adam and Eve were the first two people and then from Adam and Eve we got everybody on the planet now you know darn good and well if you have sex with your sister or your brother and then them baby come out and you and that baby has sex with that baby and there's no way you're going to get enough genetic material to create a civilization of 8 billion people, you know, good and well, it ain't going to work. That's why you're not supposed to have mate with your sister and your cousin and your brother and all that. Right. Because there's, there's, there's no genetic diversity, which means you're going to end up having uh, deformities, mental illness. Uh, you know, you're going to have a, bo- a-, a baby's dying. You're going to have uh, you know, all this kind of stuff. It's, it's not going to, it's not going to work out you're not going to get the 7.8 billion mating mating the same people over and over again uh billions of people mil- millions of people were on the planet uh at the time as a matter of fact when you get to the when you get to cain and abel when cain killed abel and he was getting kicked out of eden and and lil told him who was also known as yahweh in the bible he tells him uh he he t- well, he tells and he tells he tells him he says hey well the well the people out there are going to kill me if you kick me out of here right what people like and 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 Lil's like oh Yahweh in the Bible he's like well when you go out there don't worry I'm gonna put a mark on you I'm gonna brand you so the people know hey this is my dude don't touch my boy right here this is my boy don't touch him so he got branded and he sent them out all right and he says when you get out there don't worry you'll find a wife and he did he found a wife and then you know he began the Canaanites right but again the people were already here I'm talking about a lot of people all over the entire planet uh so uh but yeah that's that's the whole thing that's why it's, it's you know yeah. Isis and if you read the, the the book of Genesis which is copied from a lot of the Sumerian Tablets and cylinder Scrolls Genesis is the the Generations of Isis that's where Genesis comes from Genesis Generations of Isis because she's the one that gave birth to the Adamu. okay and then we find these wars occurring all yes. throughout. All Thank after you. they started getting all the people, all these wars. Hey, war, war, war. It was always, always like battling and fighting. <laughs> it's interesting because um, you know, they came from wars, right? They flee, they created new breakaway civilizations, they found new refuge, new homes. They started off nice, and then all of a sudden here come the wars again looks like they we just can't get away from these damn wars so it's it's something genetically encoded in, in the DNA it's 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 in the RNA it's this is these epigenetic memories that 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 are just playing out through generation after generation over many eons right because now we go to the Mahabharata and we see more evidence of these ancient wars and these wars were vicious. Not only were they vicious, but they used some weapons that were really incredible. The Mahabharata is an ancient Indian epic where the main story revolves around two branches of a family of the Pandavas and the Kauravas, who in Krukeshtra, they have a war and battle for the throne of uh, Hastinapura. all right? And these battles are pretty consistent. Now, There are 100,000 verses, uh, more than that, actually, in the Mahabharata. I have the whole set up here. It's an amazing set. But you find that these people themselves are also who? They're the Anunnaki. (laughs) They're the Anunnaki. (laughs) Excuse me. And they're battling each other. He's fighting an asthma attack from yesterday. And they're battling each other over and over again and they're using these incredible weapons to do this to, to do this battling and do this war. It's pretty crazy, all right? Let's see here. Its longest version consists of over 100,000 scola uh, or 200,000 individual verse lines. That's how big this, this thing is. I think, let me tell you how big my set up there is, uh, it's 10 volumes and each volume is about 700 pages. That's how big this 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 volume set is, about one point eight million words in total. The Mahabharata is roughly ten times the length of the Iliad and the Odyssey combined, or about four times the length of the Ramayana. W. J. Johnson has compared the importance of the Mahabharata to the world civilization, that of the Bible, the works of Shakespeare, the works of Homer, uh, the Greek, and also the Quran. So when people start telling me there's no evidence of these people there's no where. Where well we got 1.8 billion words in an amazing volume set that tells you the story of these people and the wars fought on multiple planets and everything else right here on earth that you have access to and all it takes for you is to pick up a book and start reading <clears throat> that's all it takes it just takes you to these people weren't sitting around thousands of years ago going you know what I think we want to make up a story about blowing up a planet and people fleeing through space trying to find a new place to live and and, and, no that did come on man that didn't exist back then people didn't waste time writing 1.8 million words to create you to entertain us in the modern time this information was vital and important first of all just getting ink and paper was hard I mean you ever seen how how hard it is to make parchment paper i mean have you ever if you haven't look it up on youtube i've seen parchment made in person i have real parchment uh you know that i've got in egypt they make it more- um i'm
0: gonna i'm gonna put in a, a brief word on that too uh real talk <clears throat> I, have, I have three girls that are under the age of 10 so you know for fun you know during the whole COVID and whatnot you know, we had uh, at one point done some paper mache. Paper mache is crazy. Uh, before I get to this picture behind me, yo, paper mache is crazy. Now that takes a long time. You know what I'm saying? Like just to make a mold or something takes a long time. And when you're talking about these tablets, that's that's really where I I draw the line right there. I'm like tablets. Hold up, number one. That calls for a curing process. Um, When making paper mache, I mean, I'm just, I'm out here with, you know, newspaper, glue and water, you know, trying to make this work together. And it does make a good mold, Um, but it's very temporary. It's very, it's very brittle, not very strong. A lot of pieces may be missing, a lot of the elements that might make this into something permanent are missing. When making a mold, paper mache, you can drop in synthetic sand. So what we did, we made a, uh, you can make a mold on a papier-mâché. You drop in the kin- kinetic sand into the paper mache make the mold of whatever you want, pack it, flip it over, open it. It stays It stays in the shape of the mold. It's very, very interesting. Um, kinetic sand is dope. Kinetic sand is awesome. It's a really fun little product. You, You and your children can definitely have fun with it. Um, it is messy I don't I don't suggest doing it around carpets however if you do have like a flat surface any type of countertop something like that you can definitely have fun with your kids Get your kinetic sand make a little mold or something you can make different molds out of the paper mache so I mean you can have a lot of fun with that um, but, but but anyway back back to what he's saying parchment's difficult parchment's hard now what gets me is clay. So these clay tablets again, clay's clay is malleable. Clay is if water gets to it, it's done. It's gone. Your life's over. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's clay again. You know what I'm saying? we now have mud. You know <laughs> yeah, you have now equaled mud. But I mean we have to stop for a second and say, hold up. You mean to tell me motherfuckers were keeping tablets 30, 40, 60, 125,000, 235,000 years that they still have these tablets? Mahabharata, 330,000-year-old text. 330,000-year-old text, 330. And they still can't really home it in on the 300,000 or whether it's 250,000. And based on what the Sphinx says, the Sphinx is kind of aiming at 165. So if we just kind of ballpark figure this, this is all coinciding with a 145,000 year old processional period of how stars move. If we know every 145,000 years, stars move, shifts change, and guess what? The world itself changes Like, like, earth changes every cycle it changes we, we know that's true we have data to back it up we have scientific evidence we have a uh, doc- documented evidence from core samples that prove beyond a doubt a lot of the things we're seeing with climate change are not actually new this is actually very much so understood we have a very very good understanding of how this works but we're being played with. Our, our money's being played with. Now they're playing with our taxes and whatnot. I don't know if you live in California. I mean, if you do, shit. Use the bad, y'all. Like my, like my nine-year-old told someone, like my nine-year-old told somebody, who's trying to get slick. You know, my nine-year-old, you know, she's cold. She's cold, man. She told somebody was trying to get slick with her. She's like, you know what? I'm a bad bitch. So if you're still living in California, Yo, use a bad bitch. And that goes for dudes too, real talk. Uh, yeah, I can't even say you a bad nigga. Nah, actually, you's a bad bitch, bro. <laughs> like, like, like you're a bitch if you're still there, really, on you know, some real shit. But I mean, good luck to all y'all in California, man. I, I'm just really, I'm bummed out with what your governor wants to do. And uh, we'll talk about politics another day, you know what I'm saying? I'm really trying to avoid it. I'm trying to avoid politics, really trying, trying my best. <laughs> try harder. Um, but yes, let's talk about Vamanas. Vamanas, uh, Vamanas, Bhagavad Gita, the, the the Indian epics. We we, we don't talk about that. And, and you know, people eat curry. Let's be real. People will mess around and be like, oh, let's go eat Indian food tonight. Hey, let's go to the hookah place today. Hey, let's, let's go to a Hotel Six tonight you're solidifying everything these people speak of and think of did you know in the indian culture it is to be still a place to stay is similar of being like buddha not to say, i'm not saying buddha owned hotels what i'm saying is at one point in the indian culture it was so ordinary To allow someone to live with you or hey, if you need somewhere to stay, I have a spot to open your doors and to be accommodating. That is a thing within the Indian and Japanese culture for sure, Um, but those cultures have that solidified in Um, America's lost that sadly and uh, again I don't want to go political but I'm just saying we've lost the melting pot we used to be. And I think the next part of this story is going to be pretty heavy for a lot of people who are like, well, what do we do next? This part of the story is going to give you a lot of that. So I just wanted to put that out there. Sorry, I'll stop pausing. Um, You got about 14 more minutes and then I'll be coming at you with my my ending. But yeah, 14 minutes. So I'll give you 14 more minutes. 14 more minutes is all you get.
1: Plans the flight plans for the Vimanas and also the diagram of, uh, of building them as well. So this is well-known information that you can look up for yourself. It's not (coughs) secret knowledge. It's not hidden knowledge. It's actually public knowledge. We find, you know, they talk about chariots of fire representing UFOs of one kind or another. These are all in the Bible. Now spoke wheels within wheels, gears of time, Uh, the wheel of time or alchemy. And then, you know, a lot of this stuff is talking about snakes or human DNA in the biogenetic experiment set in a physical space and linear time. We're not talking about multidimensionality. We're talking about real people in a real third dimension here. Gods mating with human women to create the human race in their image. These gods were gods with a lowercase g. They were people just like you and me, just with more knowledge, more wisdom, and more technology. And then you have the blue star gods, the blue bloods or the royal bloodlines descending directly from the gods, which they believe to this very day that they had the right to rule over mankind. The mythical battles of heaven and earth, the physical reality versus higher frequency duality. You have the mythical wars between the gods witnessed and depicted by humans since the beginning of time. These people were real and the wars were were real. They weren't fake wars. They happened. they, They occurred and a lot of the times human beings were involved in the battles and a lot of these battles made it even into some of the books and texts known as the bible which i'll show you here in a minute we have weapons of mass destruction planetary destroying weapons we have the brahmastra which is an astra or celestial weapon a celestial weapon i think of that word celestial that is a big term to use celestial weapon created by lord brahma a celestial weapon is a space weapon that has the capability of trans uh, transcending great distances it's not a planetary weapon it's not a ballistic missile they said celestial weapon it sometimes is known as the brahma astra referring to a missile weapon as described in a number of the Puranas, the Brahmastra is considered to be the very deadliest of weapons. When a Brahmastra is discharged, neither a counterattack nor a defense of any kind can stop it. Think about that. When a Brahmastra is discharged, neither a counterattack nor any defense of any kind can stop it. We're talking about a planetary weapon, a weapon that can destroy planets and most likely is the size of a planet or a moon okay in ancient sanskrit writings the brahmastra was a weapon created by brahma along with its more powerful versions like the Brahmashira, the astra and the brahma brahmata astra the brahma uh, brahmastra and brahmashira astra are said to be the mystical equivalent of the modern day atomic weapons nuclear and thermonuclear bombs respectively okay they had some serious weapons you look at the Indus valley in mohenjandara on earth you see that the buildings there are turned into glass you see that there's dead bodies in the street today right now this was one of the wars that occurred one of the uh pyramid wars that happened and these weapons were used there okay the weapons that were used at this um at this area were called the Shira Astra and the uh, the other one was the Brahmada Astra those two weapons were used in this war and they they created temperatures of over 3,000 degrees which turned the sand and the buildings into glass. it incinerated the people and left them in the street still the bones are still holding hands what was left whatever was left on their bones is so radiated that no animals have ever scavenged the bodies. Mm. and they're still laying in the same spots today holding hands in the street these dead bodies in the indus valley in Mohenjo-daro. you go to egypt if you put your hand deep enough in the sands of cairo you'll come up with balls of glass they used to take those glass balls in ancient times and turn them into scarab as honors to the god the war of the gods how do you get sand to turn to glass 3,000 degrees how come you think that area turned into a gigantic desert you think it was like that thousands of years ago Mm-mm. it was plush landscape it was denial it was it was uh, palm trees and everything else and then that last pyramid war turned that whole area into a giant desert okay that's where it came from it came from the war they eradicated that entire region all these weapons and this is what one of the weapons here look like it looks like the same thing you've seen in the star wars movie right the death star Here's uh, a good example of what I'm talking about in our solar system. You see the Death Star from Star Wars on the left. And on the right, you see a moon. (laughs) And if you look at this moon, this moon is called Iapetus. And what's interesting about this moon, it's got this three-mile-high ridge going right around the equator, putting it together like a, a top and a bottom. And then it's got this octagon on it right here. This perfectly shaped optic octagon. And it's got another one on the other side. You can barely see it from this image here. But what's interesting is it resembles eerily the Death Star from Star Wars. This object.
0: Uh okay, okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Uh yo. Uh yo, uh sorry. Uh had to chime in. <laughs> He's doing uh something to where we're talking about a planet-sized weapon or a planet-sized planetoid that may cause havoc on Earth. All right, so uh, check this out. I'm not a Star Wars fan. I'm more of a Star Trek dude myself. You understand? So for all my Star Trek folk, here you go. I'm not going to leave y'all out. But we do have the Borg planet. Now the Borg planet is just a huge amalgamation of the Borg ships. We know the Borg ships are cubes. We know that, like this is not new for anyone who's been into Star Trek, you know what I'm talking about. The Borg are that planetary kind of ant following group. They're not something that's here to save you. They're something in here to amalgamate you, to make you into what they are. Now, the Borg have a lot to do with interplanetary battles, issues of, of life and science, but they also integrate the biological with the mechanical. And when we get to the point of having a, 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 a whole planet that's half mechanical, half half organic, this is, this is something I don't think we've ever seen before. This is something strategically, how do you fight that? How do you fight that? How do you fight something like this right here? How do you fight something like this right here where you got this huge planet-sized planetoid thing? I mean, call it whatever you want, but this is a pretty mean little pick right now. You know, this is pretty mean, it's pretty nice. Like, this is something like, hold up. So you mean to tell me we can just generate this right here? You know, and it gets deeper into the video games and it shows, you know, the whole, cityscape creating the probe that will become what Billy Carson up here is saying where it's like yo we got this thing that looks like what we would call the Death star and we and it's in our solar system it's right here it's not it's not far away this is not data we don't understand no dude you can see this from your backyard yo like for for a if you have the right type of telescope, you can see this moon Iapetus that he's talking about. You can see it from your backyard. It's real. It's a very real thing. It shines hard, too. It's really easy to see. It's not something that's hard to miss. Like, yo, Billy Carson is saying something that y'all need might y'all might want to just listen up to. Sorry, Mom.
1: When it was scanned years ago, it's thought to be hollow by the space agencies. This is an artificial moonlit that, in my opinion, could be uh, one of these Brahma weapons from ancient times, just sitting there now collecting dust in space. Let's see here. Con- contrary to proper belief, Albert Einstein did not create the nuclear bomb. Now, was some of his science in physics used in the splitting of the atom? Yes. Uh, But not because he was trying to build a nuclear bomb. People were taking pieces of his science and his knowledge and utilizing it for other things. Just like you can take something, a knowledge that I give you, and you can use it for good. And you can also take that same knowledge and use it for evil. It's up to you. The real person behind it is Robert J. Oppenheimer. And he says when they when they did the first test of the first nuclear weapon he said now I am become death destroyer of worlds. Okay. In an interview about the first test of the atomic bomb first televised in 1965 as part of a documentary called The Decision to Drop the Bomb, Oppenheimer remarked that upon seeing the test he thought now I am become death the destroyer of worlds. He was quoting uh from the 1944 pramavada pramavanda in his, and that's basically coming out the hindu scripture known as the bhagavad-gita so he's quoting the bhagavad-gita in his uh explosion of this nuclear weapon again adding more credence to the fact that these people they know exactly what they're doing they're getting a lot of these weapons the ideas and the concepts for these for these weapons and even the the design and how to build them and what they're supposed to accomplish from ancient text because it's all in the text the text you read these texts you read them like a doggone physics book you can put things together and he's not the first person to do these these kind of reconstructions from ancient knowledge hitler was hitler was one All right, he built the hanabu craft from uh getting down there into antarctica after going through a lot of ancient texts and tracking down the uh the uh the monks in tibet and then getting directed to antarctica with a combination of ancient knowledge and text and and um and some channeled material along with these beings that he found these pre adamite people that he found in antarctica he was able to build ships that were anti-gravitic right and it always goes back to wars and a lot of these wars even made it into the bible because the bible copies a lot of their information from these ancient tablets the Old Testament is a combination of the Mahabharata, the Bhagavad Gita, the Enuma Elish and Seven Tablets of Creation, the Atrahasis Epic, the Epic of Gilgamesh, the Code of Hammurabi. Uh, all these texts made up, you know, and, and a few more. The Tibetan Book of the Dead is a little bit there. Uh, the Egyptian Book of the Dead, some of that as well, in the Old Testament. Uh, but but all these texts are what people over time rewrote, copy from made little tiny scripture scrolls from them, right? cylinder scrolls and things like that. And then all of a sudden, somebody even later than that, in 100 AD to 900 AD, decided to start putting these together in the format of a book. And the Council of Nicaea picked what was going to go in, what was going to go out, what was going to stay, what wasn't going to stay. And that's how you got the modern day Bible. It's a hodgepodge of plagiarized content. But the wars from the Anunnaki are evident in there. If you go into the book of deuteronomy which is what they never want you to read they never want you to talk about this in church nobody wants to talk about this book of deuteronomy they don't want to talk about it. i've tried to talk to people about it christians don't want to bring it up they don't even want to hear it because you know why it's going to prove my point point. <laughs> and the point is two things the first thing is in the bible where you see the word god singular that's a mistranslation by accident on purpose By accident on purpose they actually accidentally on purpose forgot the S. Everywhere where you see the word God in the Bible, it's supposed to be God's plural. They decided to take off the S to bring the same, to keep the idea, the concept of monotheism, a one God religion. But you go back into the ancient text and you translate going backwards. The deeper you go, the more you find out, oh, this is the original translation. Oh, they they modified it. Okay, this is what happened here. And you also find out that in the book of Deuteronomy, these are the wars of the gods using human beings as chattel, like the same thing they do today. You see where God tells the people, kill the entire town. If one person worships another god, what other god? Or he's talking about his relatives is what he's talking about. These people were so jealous of one another. They all wanted to have dominance and control over the whole planet. They couldn't even just take care of the little area that they were in. They wanted everything. And they were using human beings to do it suppose you're here in one of those towns the lord your god is giving you that some worthless rabble among you have led their fellow citizens astray by encouraging them to worship foreign gods in such cases you must examine the facts carefully if you find that it is true and can prove that such a detestable act has occurred among you you must attack the town and completely destroy all of its inhabitants as well as all the livestock then you must pile all the plunder in the middle of the street and burn it put the entire town to the torch as a burnt offering to the lord your god now tell me do you really think that's the creator of the universe making this kind of a a, of a statement here because if you do now you might need to go get your head checked because that is not the creator of a universe the creator of a universe is not going to go from all the way up top above all the universes and come all the way down in here and say, hey guys, this person might be doing a little something I don't like. Go kill everybody. Doesn't make any sense. It's irrational thinking. It says, uh, (laughs) this is too too funny to me. Then you must pile the plunder. Keep none of the plunder that has been set apart for destruction. Then the Lord will return his, his fierce anger and be merciful to you. He will have compassion on you and make you a great nation. So he he brainwashes these people into thinking they're going to have this great nation if they listen to him and go kill all these people. They do the same thing today, right? You go to high school, you don't got no money for college. You're just you're like this poor person, you're this poor kid, right? And so what they say is, well, I don't got no future. Well, I got to go join the military. So you go join the military, and then the military says, "Hey, you kid." I'm gonna send you halfway around the world i want you to take this five million dollar weapon and blow up this guy and his whole family that's riding his camel with this 50 dollar tent and so you go ahead and you press that button and you blow them people up and you go hey i'm a good guy really i just wanted to go to college in your mind you rationalize the murder you committed because you're thinking hey i'm just following orders I, i'm not really a bad person i'm you see what i'm saying they did the same thing to these people they're doing the same thing today it hasn't changed It hasn't changed. And this is why understanding the past is important. This is why knowing what the hell happened is important because they're pulling the same stunt on you right now and you're telling people, oh, thank you for your service. Oh, thank you for your service and all this other kind of stuff. Meanwhile, these people are killing people halfway around the world for no reason. They don't even know these people. And this is why since 2001 till today, 27 to 30. Military people commit suicide every single day. We're over 300,000 suicides now. Veterans, not not live military, active military veterans, over 300,000 veterans are out of here commit suicide. You know why? Oh, they realized what happened. They realized what they did. They they somebody with a five thousand dollar suit sent them around the world to kill people so that they can get richer. And when they got back here. They didn't get any benefit out of it they got no benefit matter of fact most of these people are homeless broke poor their credits are all screwed up i know people in the military right now all of them got bad credit all of them struggling they're living from paycheck to paycheck they, they get transferred from base to base so they'll go buy a car knowing that they can't afford the car but they know when they get transferred to their next base the government has to pay the car off so that's how they all have nice cars they don't have any money for no nice cars chase you see it's, it's 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 a pimp game but they're doing this because in their mind oh I'm just following orders it's okay but I'm living like I'm, I'm getting the free rent. I'm getting is the the, the, the the barrack. I got the I got my my medical uh I I got this nice car you know meanwhile you following orders of henchmen for a living and the same thing was happening back then didn't change but if you don't understand what's going on here then you just go sign up for the military right away thinking it's all good not realize you're getting ready to get used like a pawn the lord your god will be merciful on you obey him and keep his all the commandments i'm giving you today doing what is pleasing to him that's deuteronomy crazy stuff here goes some more let me show you this one kill men kill women kill children then i heard the lord say unto the other men this is god speaking again now you tell me if this is somebody that you would respect as a creator of a universe then I heard the Lord say to the other men, follow him through the city and kill everyone whose forehead is not marked. Show no mercy, have no pity, kill them all, old and young, girls and women, and little children. Do not touch anyone with the mark. Begin your task right here at the temple. So they began by killing the 70 leaders. Defile the temple, the Lord commanded. Fill its courtyards with the bodies of those you kill. Go. So they went through the city and did as they were told. Ezekiel 9, 5 through 7. Okay, you see what I'm saying? This is garbage, man.
0: That's not the way, yo. He read it to you. Ezekiel 9, 5 through 7. That's New Testament too. You can get on my face with that, bro. Like, nah, man. Nah, it's not cool, man. It's not cool. It's not cool. Right now, right now, right now, COVID and shit, we got people out here hurting. Uh, business owners who have lost a business. Landowners who have lost a land. You have farmers that can't sustain it. Um, there's a beautiful video I did Um, or I, it's a video I shared on, on Facebook. It was the guys from from uh, uh, Diesel Brothers on, on YouTube. And I mean, it made me cry forever. Real, for real. That made me cry because they helped out a cow farmer up in Utah that he was down to his last like $500 in his pocket. You understand? He was down to like I don't, I can't feed, I can't feed these animals. I mean, I have a thousand head. I got $500 in my pocket and here's my last feed. Like straight up, like that was, that was his, that was his, his Facebook post. You know, here's my last feed. Here's, here's all I got. I mean, 500 bucks. It's so I'm going to feed a thousand head of cattle, man. He, he, he was at his wits' end. He had no he had no idea what he was gonna do. And words like this, words like this don't save him. You know, words like what happens in Samuel 15, two to three. I have to understand that's not that's what's the word. That's not what's supposed to happen, right? So when people say like, Oh, why, why, do, why do bad things happen to good people? Well, it might be because we're reading stuff like this, okay? Maybe we need to wake up. Maybe we need to be like the Diesel Brothers and go help us the farmer who's making the cows, yeah? Maybe we should go out there and, hey, buy a, buy a bell hey hay. Go find out what the price of a bell of hay is. Do you even understand that when you go to Whataburger, McDonald's, Jack in the box, when you're getting your fucking taco, when you're getting your, your little taquito, hey, whatever you're getting, man, even if it's pork, I don't care, dude. Even bacon, for sure. We need to talk about bacon. There's a whole entire conversation I got about bacon. But you have to understand, you don't get these products clean. It's not a clean gig, bro. It's not. You're Something has to die. And whether you like chicken nuggets or not, there has to be something in that thing to make it a chicken nugget. There has to be something in it to make a, a hot dog. Guess what's in a hot dog? You might be surprised on that. You're like, oh, uh, can't get cleaner than a hot dog. Are you fucking serious? <laughs> I mean, y'all like your best bet's really like a steak, but oh, I don't want steak. I don't eat meat. What the fuck is wrong with you? Like we need protein. The man, the body does, the body is an omnivore. Um, Why would we take away one of our vores? Just asking questions. It seems as though, even though we were given some type of standard to think of, we now have the alternate think and, oh, I'm a vegan. I don't eat meat anymore. Well, let's be honest back in the day, we would have killed you. Yeah. You know, based on based on the text, based on the biblical text, if you would have pulled this dumb shit. Oh, well, you know, I don't I don't eat meat anymore. You would have died on the stake. You may have been stoned to death. The, the, the way and tactics they would kill people at that time was very, very different. I think we should go ahead and check out the next piece because it's very, very important. This I, is I, what the I, Lord of hosts
1: has to say. I will punish what amalek did to israel when he bar uh barred his way as he was coming up from egypt go now attack uh, uh, amalek and deal with him and all that has he has under the band do not spare him but kill men women children and infants oxen and sheep camels and asses people follow this psychopathic person that they're calling their god this is what
0: Yeah, making my booty hurt, bro. Like, dude, I'm looking around like, yo, what the fuck? Like, dude, is that in the like yo, let me see it around my kids and shit. Fuck. But now it turns out, like, no, we've been saying, we have been saying this to our kids. That okay. If I have to be the first generation to do it, I'll do it. I don't mind being changed. I've done that. For a long time. If I'm going to be change. And I'm going to be the generation of change. I have to say. Why did you guys let us do this shit. For 3000 years. You sons of bitches. What the fuck. Nah I'm angry. Because this is some shit. This is some dumb shit. So what the fuck. So, so we were told. It's okay for our God to just kill folks right. Hey well. My God I believe in. killed a lot of Israelis. Yes, yes. But now, with with where we are now, my God would never kill an really. Israeli. It gets, it's gonna get political. I can't stop it. Shit, I, I'm trying my best not to stop it. I I can't emphasize enough that this may or may not have a lot to do with where we are right now. Uh, shit, fuck it, Billy. Come on, man. Just, just,
1: they're following they're following a a stone cone killer well (coughs) what i found in the bible along with these ancient tablets and texts it's always the god that's ordering all the murder so if you go and do a tally on who's been killed in the bible who ordered all the killing the person that ordered all the killing is not satan (laughs) okay it ain't the devil that you think it's this god that's doing all the murdering and the killing pretty interesting that's why i believe that there's a god but not the one inside these religious books then the lord said to joshua do not be afraid or discouraged take the entire army and attack i for i have given you the king of i his people his city his land you will destroy them as you destroyed jericho and its king but this time you may keep the captured goods and the cattle for yourselves set an ambush behind the city so that joshua and the army of israel set out to attack Ai. joshua chose thirty thousand fighting men and sent them out at night with these orders hide and ambush in close behind the city and be ready for action when our main army attacks the men of i will come out to fight as they did before And we will run away with one of them, with them. And we will let the uh, we will let them chase us until they have left the city, for they will say the Israelites are running away from us as they did before. Then you will jump from your ambush and take possession of the city, for the Lord your God will give it to you. Set the city on fire as the Lord has commanded. You have your orders. You see this foolishness? This is garbage. These are all these are Sumerian and these are Anunnaki people fighting each other that is spread from. Uh, mesopotamia throughout the entire region but not only that it went even global because no matter where you read these stories from it's always the same thing these gods are commanding their people to go fight another god's people to kill them and take the spoils of war and then they get more land they get more kingship they get more dominance over other areas of land it's a way of acquiring more uh, b- building your empire that's what it is okay This is a good example of what I was talking about. Hey, don't blame me, kid. Those politicians in Washington sent me here. I'm a good guy, really, right? You see this kid here? I mean, this is what happens. This this guy.
0: For the audio listeners, um, for those who are not able to visually see this, I do want to explain what he's showing. It is a very telling visual. It is a meme. In this meme, it is a soldier. The soldier stands strong with his hand, stopping entry of this young boy to see his family. He's walking out of the room with blood on his boots. And he's stopping the child from entering this room by saying, hey, don't blame me, kid. Blame the politicians in Washington to sit me here. I'm a good guy, really. The kid's crying. He's holding his M16 still hot towards his chest. His boot stain, the same as the stain on the floor and blood, the same boot stain is on the door that he kicked in in order to kill his family. The next adjoining piece of text reads, I just joined to get money to go to college.
1: All right. He goes and he listens to his God, which is the military guy, right? Because trust me, they put that military guy above the real God. And then they go and they follow up, but they follow through with that order, man. They don't miss. But in their mind, they try to justify it. Oh, man, I'm just following orders. So I'm, I'm not a I'm not a bad person. Oh, yeah, you are. Yes, you are. Don't lie to yourself, man. You screwed up. <clears throat> so where are we? we at nine o'clock? Um, we're going to <clears throat> we're going to go next week into Uruk. Yeah, we're going to go. Yeah, I'm, I'm a I'm a okay well, now, i'm gonna stop here i'm gonna go i'm gonna go two more slides and then i'm gonna stop and answer some questions before i go so uruk and, I'll, and then i'll proceed after because i want to show you something so here we have uh uruk which is a, a, a old establishment still kind of standing here uh this area is one of the areas of evidence of one of the first wars and blasts one of the first uh, areas of kingship on the planet earth Uh, You can find it also in the Sumerian Kings list, which I'll be covering uh, next time. And uh, what's interesting is this place is tied to a lot of wars. Here's a cylinder scroll that depicts uh, one of these beings dropping what looks like a bomb. And you can see the explosion and you can see the, the arrows pushing out in different directions.
0: I do not call myself an expert of art history. I will also not compete myself to be an expert of military ballistic history. I think these are both uh, avenues for experts and it would be up to experts on if what I'm about to say is true. Now, what I'm about to say is weird because I'm I'm confused as much as you are. By hearing such a thing, you would wonder, well, you mean a bomb? You mean like the shape of a bomb, Oji? Yes. For those who are listening to the audio only, yes, literally, yes. At one point into the Mesozoic era, even the people who may have made Easter Island, let's think about what we're thinking. Easter Island was a grouping of large pieces of rock looking one direction because something happened. How do we not know that maybe the Eastern Islanders, one of the islands that didn't get impacted by this, bomb, war, war, Uh, uh, let's use the word uh, uh, possible genocide, but we would say they were safe in the outburst of something climactic. I think that's fair. Now to say that the Eastern Islanders were void of this climactic thing, but also knew something bad happened that way to see the plume and to i'm sorry if you guys don't see the visual yet again it comes the visual comes out this 24th um that's going to be january 24th this coming monday january 24th uh but for those who are just listening it literally is a clay tablet showing a guy dropping a bomb and the bomb having And mushroom clown and the mushroom cloud having arrows shooting from it. Ladies and gentlemen, I conclude what I've been trying to explain this whole time. We have been retold our own story. Please, oh my gosh, please, guys. Oh breathe in the good ass prana, baby. Breathing that us prana, baby. So I mean, okay. So I'm gonna give him two more minutes because there's some there's something he's gonna say which is dope. I I, I want to find a good. I, I got I gotta cut this off eventually. You know I I can't I can't zoom forever. Apparently Zoom wants to charge me for this. I'm like, dude, I'm not gonna pay Zoom. I'm not down with that. No, you're not taking my money. Well, I mean, I've given you money before. And they're like, no, no, no. We, we, need, we need more money. Boy. What you gave us wasn't enough money. <laughs> but I gave you money. <laughs> I, mean, I assumed what I gave you was enough. No. But boy, you don't know, you ain't know nothing about no money, boy. Yeah, so apparently I gotta wrap this up. So uh, check this out. Um, yeah, here we go.
1: Depicting Sorry. uh force, okay pretty interesting and this is Mohenjandaro the massacre you can see the bodies are still laying out in the street today right now and you can see that these if you go there with a Geiger counter you'll find that these bodies are still irradiated at a higher level than background radiation and no animals have scavenged any of the body parts because the animals don't want to eat radiation these are the wars of the gods happening on earth here goes uh a dead body, almost kind of infused into the staircase at Mohenjo-daro, and uh, so Mohenjo-daro is the in the Harappa in Pakistan, and it gave the first clue to the existence of more than four thousand years of civilization, long time ago, and these cities demonstrated an exceptional level of civic planning and amenities. They were on the same level as. Um, some of the Atlantean, uh, uh, I guess, uh, not civilizations, but cities like the one that I saw in, um, I went to Santorini. Then I went from Santorini. I I went down to Akrotiri and there was this ancient Atlantean city there that got buried by volcanic ash and it had everything that this place had. It had an actual aqueduct. It had, uh, they had flushing toilets. They had a whole plumbing system in the house and throughout the entire city. They had running water. They had, it was just an incredible thing to see. The structure, the way the buildings were built, they even had rebar inside the, the concrete. It was incredible. This is like advanced structures. Um, and this place, Mohenjandaro, it had all the signs of a highly technological civilization. But what's left of it now is, you know, buildings that have turned into glass and dead bodies. wars of the gods more evidence of these anunnaki on earth these are some battling warring people that uh had wars millions of years ago forced them to flee from where they originated from forced them to break become breakaway civilizations and then when they found their new homes and created their new civilizations what happened they brought the wars back again and when what the problem with that is, is they taught us How to fight in these wars if you read the book of enoch which i'll go over one day in enoch you see that the fallen angels which are really these people they came down and taught us how to make weapons and how to fight okay um and according to enoch these people came from space to earth and not only that they took him into space when he described the shape and the color of the planet from space and yes he said it was a sphere he said it was round a ball but uh what's what's amazing is is that these teachings of how to fight and how to make war and following these deadly orders without question we see that how it's been ingrained into our dna till this very day and all you gotta do is look around the planet and look at all the wars you see there's no there appears to be no heavy anunnaki presence although we don't know it they could be running from behind the scenes, ruling from behind the scenes but overall, we get into enough fight problems on our own. We fight each other on our own without them. We don't even need them to keep the wars going. We're ready to fight in the heartbeat because wars generate income. And so that's the problem that we're facing. But until we get the youth to study and understand how, we, how we've been manipulated, what they've done to us, how they've done it, and why we're fighting each other, We'll continue to have people growing up thinking it's okay to join militaries to go kill people on the other side of the planet based off the order of somebody who's never going to get into a fight themselves. You know, never going to, never going to get into a fight themselves. Now, you want to stop wars? I have the solution. All you have to do is say, okay, Mr. President. Okay, Mr. Emperor or King or whatever you are. You guys want to go to war? This is the rules now. In order for us to go to war you have to be on the front line and so does your oldest kids you you guys y'all lead the fight on the front line hand-to-hand combat battle you must face off with the other sides emperor or king or queen or wherever you got uh, uh, wherever you angry with you guys go hand-to-hand battle first on the front line and then we come behind you i guarantee you there won't be another war on this planet there'll be very few wars left after you after if that became a global Hey, fuck
0: that shit. Let's make that shit interesting. Hold up. <laughs> like, hold, up. hold up. Let's make that shit interesting. Yo, <laughs> like, oh, let's make that shit interesting to the motherfucker. Like, yo, he's so right. <laughs> if you put, okay, look, look. Biden, Hunter Biden right now. <laughs> Front line, right? Front line. Hey, Hunter Biden, Joe Biden right now front line right and the other about to go fight <laughs> whoever fuck so, okay, it i don't give a fuck me fight number one Ping, he ain't gonna play straight so you're gonna get some like badass chinese just murky shit this this is a oh my god what a good gently movie all right so this is like gently Li, jackie chan oh dude okay it's so, like okay Okay, they can all be represented. Oh, wow, this is great. Okay, so <laughs> you did uh, a gently to represent North Korea. We get Jackie Chan and, you know, China. You know, Jackie Chan's going, you know, China Reformation. But if America sends somebody, we're sending Joe Biden and Hunter Biden to fight this fight. Holy shit, that's funny, <laughs> man! Whoo, that joke writes itself. I'm not gonna tell it to you, cause I'm gonna do it on stage. <laughs> yes, I'm taking that joke to fucking. Do. I'm taking that joke to Austin. Yes, <laughs> that's my joke. That's my joke. I'm taking that joke to Austin. Um, I get, I get one minute. Um, I really, I've always wanted to do Kill Tony. I'm really, really down to do it. Um, but yes, that's my joke. Um, if there were ever gonna be a celestial fight <laughs> and <laughs> you had to you had to pin people together, you know, I'm just gonna pull names together. I think it's a really fun tactic, it's good. Um, it, it, it integrates the crowd a little bit. It, it really does a lot in one minute. It's like I can get up there and say, Hey, here's where this, <laughs> this <is> real huge. <laughs> of just all this data, like, Hey, well, you know um, it's been documented, you know, um, apparently all of history is completely incorrect. Everything is wrong. Um, everything we've been told is incorrect, but if we were to just have a battle right now, would Superman fuck Batman or would Batman fuck Superman? Because to me, I think strategy was uh, Batman might win. I'm just saying. just saying batman might win uh, dc's getting brutal lately (laughs) we gotta gotta just be honest dc's been getting brutal lately superman might take it to the butt i don't know i I don't again i'm i'm not a marvel fan i don't do that we do star trek here anyway um sorry billy sorry (laughs) what a tangent i'm so sorry i'm a terrible host billy if you don't mind so so sorry so, oh my
1: god mandate right They what do they do they use the poor and the ignorant to go out and do their fighting for them they sit back in the three thousand dollar suit and all the silk robes and everything else and the crowns and they get you they pimp you into doing their dirty work and you willingly do it for the crumbs that they toss at you they throw you crumbs and you do it without question Without asking, just boom, it's done. And then, after they get done with you, they toss you away. You're useless waste to them. You mean nothing to them. And it's the same thing in the ancient past. Nothing has changed. This is why we have to understand what they've been doing. You got to wake up and say, "Wait a minute! They've been doing this stuff for how many millions of years? How many thousands? I'm sorry, thousands of years." We can't continue on this path. We'll never get to a golden age. And that's the importance of the information. That i'm trying to bring to you guys so let me stop sharing my screen let me go back to the main screen here all right i appreciate you guys i'm telling you you got to talk to these kids why do i people why do you make music why are you doing i'm doing music i'm doing why am i doing rap music i'm not really rapping but i'm producing and things like that and bring i'm trying to get to these kids they got to get knowledge they got to get information they have to get something they can't keep getting Molly and this and that and all those other crazy stuff they're rapping about and singing about these days. They need to get some knowledge in their head so yeah. they can stop making these mistakes. Yeah. At some point, if the yeah. parents ain't stopping them, damn it, I'm gonna try to stop them. Yeah. But I gotta do it in ways that I can creatively get into their head. Because I can't just walk up to every kid on yeah. the street and give them and tell them. I gotta find creative ways to get to them, you know. Yeah. And if we don't start with the kids, man, we're screwed. We're yeah. absolutely screwed yeah because we're gonna get this keep the same cycle going they don't have this ancient knowledge because I'm telling you if you get this ancient knowledge what I just told told you today about these wars and how we've been getting pimped into fighting each other and doing these wars by these fake gods which now the fake gods are politicians if we don't stop doing this we're not gonna get to a there will never be peace because they don't want peace they don't want it what they want Is they want to keep that war machine going so they can keep generating income for themselves because war creates money it generates a lot of money and you're just expendables you guys are just expendables and anybody who gets killed even civilians who get killed it's just collateral damage it means nothing to them it's like oh okay whatever we knew that we had calculated this amount of people were going to get screwed up just like before obama left office his final command was to drop that bomb over there and it ended Mm. up blowing up a school bus with kids on it on their way to school you know Mm. you think he shed a tear for that Mm. please he ain't shed no damn tear for that he didn't shed no tear he didn't shed people Obama Obama this guy killed so many women and children his bombs his drones killed a lot of uh women and children in hospital blew up I think he killed blew up four hospitals five school buses in the in the eight years i mean come on guys are you kidding me You're just killing kids okay yeah okay yeah i ain't
0: gonna lie i ain't gonna lie like i said like i said i'm sorry my bad my bad my bad my bad my bad my bad but i don't i don't want to be political but you have to see the policy has to drive with what he's saying. Do you see? Do you see this? Uh. No, for real, for real. I really was trying not to be political. <laughs> like, I was trying to be like real, like, yo, my bad. You know what? I'm not even going to edit it. If you've watched this far, I'm not gonna edit it. If you've watched this far, you can see me having this moment now, like Jimmy Doors had, like a Kyle Kalinski's had, like a wow, isn't that wow? That's strange. I can't say Rachel Maddow. Ooh, oh, um, and she's on, she's on live all the time, and um. mm. Even she kind of went back down. Wow, ouch. Anyway, I'm sorry. My bad. You know, let me just... Ah, shit. It's called damage control. all right. (laughs) This is what Washington's gonna do. And this is what I'm gonna do. But when I do something and and I bother people, it, it... I'm not your friend anymore. That's fine. I don't give a fuck. I... Truly, fucking dumb. But we we have to we have to stop being we have to stop being force fed. And when we're being force fed data, force fed an idea, and I pro a process. Uh, uh, when we're being force fed what to think and what to believe, someone has to say no. I'll be the first, I'll be the first. Where's my hand, Where, where's my hand? Where's my hand, where's, here's my hand. Oh oh, oh, oh shit, oh shit. Where's my hand, ah, it doesn't keep my hand, fuck it. Anyway, fuck it, dude, I'll be the first, me. I'll be the first. I'm fucking done, I'm done, I'm done. Me and me and Facebook, have been done for a while. Um, thank you, Facebook. You've been great for a long time. I didn't have to do all this shit for fucking my space for damn sure. Uh, but yes, we have now completely broken down the synopsis of religion. So that that those those doors are open. All those doors are open now. I'm feeling very spacious. I'm feeling spacious. Feel like I could stretch and shit. Feeling like I can just stretch out and whatnot, but god damn it, fuck just. Let your brain do it, too. Let your brain do it, too. Let your brain just kind of... There's going to be some meditation stuff we'll do later. Um, I have a whole synopsis we'll do on other cool God talks. Uh, Hey, anyone who ever watched American Gods, I have a whole American Gods series we're going to do this year. 2022, y'all, I got some shit for you, y'all. I got some really cool shit. But um, we are gonna stick to some religious stuff for now. Again, I'm not gonna get political. I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say it. What, what if I write it? If I write it, can I write it? I, I think I can write it. I mean, can't get in trouble for writing stuff, right? What if I have a sticky note? Like, can I have a sticky note? What if I write a new sticky note? <laughs> you know just just i mean i don't know i mean maybe it's a new note for myself maybe i mean maybe i need to remind myself of stickies and i have to have a sticky note i need a sticky note who knows who knows man oh there's oh there you go links links to me there you go that's what i'm talking about dude let's go on and share that let's yeah let's share that page man that is awesome stuff this share the sticky note. We'll, we'll, we'll share the sticky note. Yeah, we got the sticky note there. There you go. We got sticky notes. There you go. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so check it out. Um, this is all your uh all your links you're gonna need right there. That's uh that's how you get to me, you know what I'm saying? Mm, full screen on the sticky note. That's what I'm talking about. Wow, that's sexy. That is sexy stuff, sexy stuff, and um we have to be careful of Because for the most part, I'm trying to be, Ooh, that's a song. We'll talk about that song in a little bit, but we have to be careful of the first thing first. Um, so yeah, this, this is the word we're gonna do. And there's all the links you want right there. So on the visual end, people are gonna get all the links they need. They get all the stuff they want. Me and Billy Carson, I'm ha- really happy to have him here. Oh, my God, he's been doing great for me. And um for, for him, he's doing great. Oh, my God, we're all doing great. And just great is great is great. Ah! So I am so happy you guys hung in there. If you're still with me now. I appreciate it. You're one of the rare ones. If you're, you're rare, if you're still with me now. <laughs> so, so let's keep it going. Um, But, yeah, appreciate it. Um, I got some stuff. I, I'm going to do a, a, a Jackson Hinkle Review. So we're going to start doing Jackson Hinkle reviews here. Um, Twitch was a beautiful place until I just didn't understand how to use it. So I was like, fuck it. You know what? I forgot the password. Hey, you know, uh, we'll do it all here. We'll do it all right here. We're going to do Jackson Hinkle reviews. That's coming to you soon. Um, It's going to be fun stuff. It's totally on point with where I feel that I'm most confident. Um, I would have the most... Responses back and um for the most part he needs a black dude to just kind of keep him he needs a black version of ian and i think i could be the black version of ian from tim cast i can be the black version of ian for jackson hinkle maybe he'll move to texas he might want to depending on how much he's making i mean dude if you make the taxes out there Whew, good lord a lot of money, so, so yeah, we'll have some fun, we'll do some cool stuff. Um, this has been Forbidden Knowledge Part Three, um, Anunnaki on Earth. We definitely have some fun, definitely have some laughs. I love you, thank you for being here, appreciate you, and for being part of the new ring, all the brain family. From me to you, love, vibes, vibes of appreciation, vibes of yo, do better, vibes of mm, things will work out, you know what I'm saying? Like, vibes of I didn't think what I'm doing would work out, and it's working out like, yo, mm, For that vibe, baby. Mm. Like, let me say, hold up, hold up. Let me bring him up. Oh, shut. man, look. Breathing that good-ass prana, baby. So, you bringing in? Hey, we're bringing it. In. Let's breathe it in. Hey, we're we're, we're going to breathe out. That's what we're going to do. That's how we're going to exit the podcast. We're going to breathe out, motherfuckers. So, if y'all still with me, just like Ralph Smart. If you've really been following me, you've been following Ralph Smart. So Ralph Smart does this. You gotta breathe in that good ass prana, baby. And in. Right. Uh, uh, one more time. In. Out. Uh, I figure the mouth is nice. If you if your nose is the the, the clear the go, but uh, I got the, the congestion and the and the jello pudding, and the I got the congestion with the little diarrhea. I'm sorry, that's a that's a uh, really terrible um, Bill Cosby joke, but I, I would assume he'd poop on himself if he had diarrhea. I just thought that was hilarious. Anyway, breathe in. Uh, and you know what? It, it just kind of like uh, Ari Shafir does. We'll do stretching one day, you know, put the arms out, you know, the arms straight out, you know, yeah, you, know, you know, you got, you got space. Mm, bring it in and warm up to, breathe in that good ass prana, baby. Mm, this side, this side. And then you breathe in and we breathe it out. But you got to breathe this side, this side. Mm, yeah, right, right. So we do the. Uh breathe, breathe in that good ass prana, baby. Okay, so yes, get feel good, get feel. Exercise. Go do something. Exercise. Stretch. Exercise. Go outside. Go walk. Go take a dog out. I don't know, man. Go be out in nature. Appreciate you. I just go fishing as much as I can. You try and do the same. I appreciate it. And you know, I did this to say thank you. Thank you, thank you for all you guys who followed this since the beginning. I've been working on the brain is around three years old now. Um, I'm co- I covered this before. I before Epstein was arrested, okay. Um, before just Lane was a thing. Before um, many stories dropped, <laughs> I, I've been ahead of everything. Um, but I'm okay now, and I think the system is gonna have to work itself out. I think however votes work has voted itself out. I really don't want to be political again. I don't choose to do that, but it is something that is gonna be a vocal point. So as that focal point comes near to this time of year, I'm gonna still do some things in February to where it's not going to be political. So um, do be uh, do be aware I will give you I will give you ample warning if i do a political thing i will tell you okay i will let you know up front but um that's only if you've listened this far in and that's only if you continue to listen so check it out i mean so far we've been doing great i really appreciate it going and share this out um i am available i'm available on all the mediums man i don't know i was I was, eh, i was bummed on all of them but i'm available now on all of them so uh instagram facebook um Twitter, Twitch. I got a Gab account. We got the uh, minds.com account. I got the Unite the 99 account. Um, Everything with Billy Carson is over on uh, ForbiddenKnowledge.com. I'm sorry, ForbiddenKnowledge.tv. You can find Dame Dash at uh, Fox Soul. Um, That's going to be down in the description section. I'll give you all the links to those down below. And just in case you don't need those, For all those who are going to be watching the visual portion, I'll I'll actually give you the links right here because I got all my sticky notes, sticky notes, yeah, sticky notes. So, got my sticky notes here. Um, you guys may have taken a picture of that already, so appreciate y'all. Um, thank you. Um, again, I'm out and yeah, until the next little vibe on the minds, I'm out, but um, be careful, be careful. Don't become a meme. But yes, so the next one, guys, appreciate it.